Is this supposed to be easy? Why do hard things happen and should we regret? Should we have faith in ourselves or in God? For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Philippians 2.13 Today we're going to be talking about should we lay it down at the foot of the cross or should we pick up our own? That's in today's podcast. Christian life coach, artist, writer, and follower of Jesus. I spent years turning my back on him after leaving the church, but he never gives up on us. Dear beautiful girl, here we are finding the truth we never had, identity in who God truly says we are, and a genuine faith after leaving the church. We are answering the tough questions, diving into Bible truths, discovering how to live in faith in a way that overflows our hearts with joy, and listening to gorgeous transformation stories from real-world gals. This is the Sunday school you wished you'd always had. You're listening to the Finding Faith Above podcast. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's Psalms 86, 8 through 10 and 15. I just love it. All right, so today we're going to get started with oh, a little story about what I have going on in my life. Oh, I am sitting here this morning after a very tough night. Um, COVID brought all sorts of weird changes into all of our lives, some very tragic, and I am very sorry for anybody who has dealt with that. Uh, Other changes are just simple life changes that are ultimately, they change everything from that point forward. They seem small, but they could be so big. I was thinking back to sitting in the doctor's office with my son last year. Actually, it was earlier this year. (laughs) I can't even believe this happened twice in one year. Uh, The doctor comes in and flips around the screen. It's perfect, he says, and he is admiring his greatest work of art. You see that? He's pointing to the screen. And my son and I are looking at the screen at what we feel like is like a horror picture. Uh, We're looking at an x-ray of his once- Very perfect elbow, now complete with a bionic screw to hold it together. It looked far from perfect to us. But the doctor was super excited. To him, the surgery to repair his broken elbow was a complete success. We saw lost football games and a needing for rehab, um, potential for all sorts of things that could change in the future. Uh, Honestly, we were, our perspective was a little different, (laughs) I guess, than this doctor who was looking at what he felt like was his masterpiece. So some backstory on this. Uh, My kiddos had gone to a charter school uh, for elementary. It's a great little school. They were supposed to have a middle school, but right before they were supposed to start, um, they had decided that the school wasn't ready. And so through a matter of timing and default, my son walked into the same middle school that I had went to, the one that I had swore up and down he would never attend. (laughs) It was a little bit of a rough school when I went there, but in all honesty, it had changed a lot since I had been there and he loved it. He did great and 
Academically, I don't feel like the school was the best, but he made great friends and he just really thrived. At the same time, he was playing yaffle football, which here in where I live is actually the biggest yaffle program in all of the country because it all combined into one. And so it's a a crazy competitive little league and he had always done really well. My dad and um, my husband both coached him. Um, He really just, I mean, my son just really seemed to have the world by the tail at this time. He was doing great. But when COVID hit, that little middle school that he was going to obviously went online like everybody else's did. And oh my goodness, it was just a disaster. Um, Things just were (laughs) were not looking the way that I felt like they needed to for my kid's future for school. But also something that was happening during this time is God was working in some very serious ways in the rest of our family. Uh, we were going through some harder times with um, with my daughter and just with life. And God was really just working his magic, although to us, it felt like we were going through the battlefield. But uh, really, everything that was happening was pushing us closer to God. Uh, So through a series of crazy events and contemplations, we all made the decision to send my son to a private Christian school for eighth grade. Um, They were going in person. And also he would get a really great education and chance to play for their small but very mighty football team, which was amazing. So as an eighth grader at this school, you can play up with the high school, which we never thought would happen. We thought maybe he'd get to play JV or something like that. At least he could get to practice with the team. But turns out, next thing we knew, as an eighth grader, because he's honestly, he's played since he was seven, eight years old, he was playing on their varsity defense as a starter. It was amazing. And I, I think sometimes people were like, holy smokes, you let him do this? But he earned the position and he was rocking it and he was happy and he was doing well. And then the next thing you know, it was a broken elbow in a game teammate's helmet actually crazy coincidence not something you could probably replicate until this last Saturday (laughs) when it happened all over again Uh, but we started this season looking great as a freshman and then like total craziness this last Saturday the same thing happened again it was like the craziest freak accident twice in one year Oh my goodness. So when things like this start to happen, you have to just start to wonder, like, I'm sitting there thinking about all of this, thinking about everything, all the choices over the last year, COVID, what's happened, how this, you know, is nothing compared to what some other people's struggles are. But the decisions that we made over this last year and different things that happened brought us to this point. And so you can't help but think about What if, what if we had not made the decision to go somewhere else? What if, you know, the little elementary school they had had decided to have a middle school? What if, I mean, a million different things you start to think of. Um, But do these things really matter? And that's what it comes down to. Is this supposed to be easy when we go through these hard things? Is, Is it supposed to be easy? Like when we think back on the regret maybe of making these certain choices and we start to think like, you know, if we'd done this or done that, it would have been easier. But why do hard things happen and should we regret 
So that's what we're going to dive into a little bit more today. Because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt. But God was with him. That's Acts 7-9. So how do we move forward when things get tough? Rather than relying back on ourselves and, you know, trying to think of, you know, regret and what to do and what we should have done, how do we move forward when things get tough instead of being stuck where we are? So the first thing is we're going to hold on to God. So often we forget how important it is to hold on to God. You see, he is always with us. But we do the biggest mistakes of all mankind. We say, we can do this all on our own. We can fix this. We know what is best for us. We can make it happen. But is it up to us? Is it really? Doesn't the Bible say to lean not on your own understanding? Yes. Yeah, it does. In Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. One of the best story examples of trusting in the Lord and holding on to him while things are rough is in Genesis. And that's the story of Joseph. And that's what that quote I was talking about earlier is from his brothers sold him into slavery, which is just crazy. I mean, he has just this wild story where things were really great and then they get really bad and then they start to look up again and then they get bad again. And then they eventually everything ends up working out. But through all of those trials, every time he is going through those hard times, the Bible repeatedly says God is with him. So was God with him just because things were good? No. God was with him through all the bad as well. And Joseph continues to trust in the Lord. He continued to hold on to him, to trust that he will be with him through the good and the bad. He never promised things would be easy. God did not say that. But he wants us to lean on him and to hold on to him throughout all times in our life, not just the good times, but maybe even more so in the bad times. He wants us to hold on to him and know that he's with us. And that brings us to the second point. Some lessons can only be learned in the midst of a storm. See, God has a plan and a purpose, and when it's hard, he redeems. The hard days are the days we are reminded that God is faithful. He doesn't leave us. He is there to hold our hand. And as ashamed as I am to say, it is true that I do not turn to him as often as I should in the good. I tend to be the one that really turns to him when things get rough. But fortunately, he doesn't hold this against me. He is always with me. And I, when I find myself on my knees and asking for help, I always know he will be there to hold my hand. He is always there. And I know that even in the hardest of times. Even in the best of times, though, God is with you. And when I am going through the storm, he is there to hold our hand. He's there to hold my hand through the storm. He's there to hold you as well. And maybe that is what life is all about. God is telling us and showing us his love despite all the crazy. Because he isn't controlling everything that's happening, good or bad, through your life in all aspects of it. He's wanting you to know, though, that throughout all of those things that are happening that just seem wild and crazy, that he will be there. And sometimes it just takes us walking through that storm for us to realize how much we need him and his steadfast love. 
So when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That's one of my favorites. Isaiah 43, 2 and 3. Like, absolute one of my favorites. And then on to the third point. So regret, regret will rob you of joy. Regret will take all that is good. Having regret means we are not trusting that what we are going through, we are supposed to be going through. It is also placing too much importance on the things of this world. What is happening here does not affect our eternity. When we accept Jesus into our lives, we have to put to death our sinful spirits. And we have been born again, free from all that wrongdoing. We are made perfect, not by ourselves, by what he did for us. His death made that possible. He made us perfect. Our spirit is anew, but our flesh is still of this world and we will make mistakes. But you are set free from your sin. You have been saved by the blood and the steadfast love of Jesus, our Lord. Grace, my friends, grace. So what does regret do? Are we putting a little too much emphasis on the things of this world? I think so. When we have that regret, we are placing everything on the worldly stuff. What is happening to us right now? The joy that is Jesus in our soul is meant to win out. We are meant to be joyous and delight in the Lord despite the entire world falling down around us. It is the world and our soul is not. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's Galatians 5:22 through 25. Which brings us, my friends, to our last point. Point number four, our purpose or his. To know Jesus our Lord and to make him known. That is our purpose. God of this world, of all creation, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come. The Almighty One, Revelation 1.8. And somehow we think that we still know best. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How presumptuous of us. I mean, really. I think sometimes we can get a little chip on our shoulder about this. Like, we don't need any help. We're the ones in control of our lives. We don't need help. And we assume the reason why everything is happening around us is for our glory. What is happening to us right now? If you have been living in a works-based existence, this makes sense. You are in control. When your salvation is dependent on your works, it makes it a lot harder to trust God when we think of him as ever-changing, ready to judge us by our works with a potential to be replaced. When we think of him as human, the ability to trust gets tricky. But friends, he is not man. There is no other God beside him. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. And he is the sovereign Lord of all creation. And we are saved by grace, not by works, by his love and by nothing we have done. 
but by him alone. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Philippians 2.13. But it is not about what is happening to us. Mm -mm. It is about how God is working in us. That's right. It is not what is happening to us. It is what is happening in us. His will be done. Let him work his will in us in our lives. Through the good and the bad, let his purpose and his glory reign. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's Romans 5, 1 through 5. Is that not beautiful? So how do we move forward when we are going through struggles and holding on to regret? Simple. It is so hard, but so simple. We lay it down at the foot of the cross. We hold on to God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our soul. We lean on him and we know that he will hold our hand through every storm. We make no room for regret. Instead, we trust and finally Know that our purpose is to know our Lord Jesus Christ and make him known. Let his will be done and trust in the Lord. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to invite you to head on over to findingfaithabove.com. There you will find all sorts of ways to get connected with other women just like you who may have left religion but are coming into Christianity and wanting to learn more and get more out of this the Sunday school you wish you always had. There you will find great resources to help you get started on this journey. In fact, there's a big old button right on the right-hand side that says start your journey. So there you're going to find all the show notes for all the podcasts, as well as links to the Facebook community and then links to uh, coaching. If you wanted to work with me more in depth, if you're trying to let go of some baggage that you're carrying with you, if you have questions about, you know, the fundamentals of the Bible and how this works and how to move forward, uh, I'm your girl to help you out with that. And then also on there, you're going to find links to the shop where you can uh, look at all sorts of cool inspiration to get you going and really you know this whole thing was born out of my love and my experiences with God's direction to help others find truth identity and faith after they left the church or religion so check out the show notes head on over to finding faith above and I will see you next time